everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985 Santa Claus the movie. One minute at a time. And this week we are on minute number 21. Mm-hmm. Minute 21, just like all of them, picks up right after minute 20. <laughs> minute 21 picks up with the elves heading to their workstations to start their workday. And the clock, more clock talk. Everyone's like, oh no. <laughs> the clock comes out and the little worker toy guy, he hits the bell like two more times to signify it's time to start working. So there's obviously some time lapse from when the when it went off for them to wake up and for now when they're starting to work. And then you hear the wonderful music and they start working. But can I say a couple more things about the clock? Because we get a <laughs> better look at the numbers here. Yes. And how they keep repeating. I'm curious now if those aren't like numbers to keep time. It's like where how we're seeing the arrow pointing towards it looks like an h it's like two straight lines with like a mm -hmm. horizontal line could that be like the halfway point of autumn maybe it could be i mean it could be i don't know and then because yeah that arrow is pointing straight down it's pointing towards that h symbol and then autumn is the season that we see on the bottom of mm. the clock. So maybe if this hand of the clock goes round, it's like, oh, autumn's almost over. It's almost winter. And I think it might just do that. Maybe it just tells the season, not necessarily what time it is. But that would not explain how it woke up everybody in the last minute, unless it's like a time to work sort of thing. It happens every day. I don't know. People are begging us to stop with the clock talk. <laughs> So now you know why we're so confused well, looking think, at the clock. It's can, confusing. Can, can we go with can we just go with my interpretation of this clock? Sure. <laughs> you heard it here. It's now <laughs> canon. This is how we've interpreted the clock. <laughs> I don't know exactly how it works, but sure. Okay. And just give this one to me. I said sure. Okay. <laughs> you didn't sound very convincing, that's all. <laughs> So the workday is about to start, and the music, Henry Mancini's score starts, and I have to admit, it's one of the most memorable mm -hmm. bits of the movie. I mean, it starts off our podcast every dun, week. Dun, dun, <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, I guess we didn't mention that this is the minute, <laughs> minute 21, and that cuckoo clock is part of the intro to this very podcast. It is. So this track is called Making Toys, and originally, there were lyrics to this song, but we don't have them singing in the movie. There are actually two versions on the soundtrack CD mm -hmm. that they recorded but never put in the movie. One is sung by that that children's choir mm -hmm. that we hear throughout the movie during montages like this. And the other is sung by a men's choir. And it's all like, making toys for the girls and the boys. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I just hit my fist. <laughs> I was getting so animated and into it. <laughs> you know what I called it when I put it on my computer to put in front of the podcast every week? What? Elf song. 
<laughs> but making toys goes along with the beat way better than Elf Song. <laughs> okay, Ben, you, you, you haven't heard the track before, even though we have the soundtrack CD. No, I have not. So I, I found the lyrics online. Making toys when you're an elf better be good, and you must also use quality wood. Quality must come first, that's an elf's matter of pride, which every yuletide they provide. I'm trying to go, it's because it's, it's also they slash we on the uh, mm -hmm. lyrics that I'm reading. Can, do you think that's pretty good lyrics, or you can see why they yeah. kind of left it out? I can see why they left it out, but I <laughs> I, I like it, though, because, you know, it really alludes to how they like to make their stuff, like, really good quality toys for everyone. So they have both versions on here, the their version, their or elves or they, mm -hmm. was the one sung by the kids, but, like, we're, 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 it was the version sung by the men's choir being elves yes and that makes we're sense. we're all master artists when they paint we've never heard one complaint colorful work improves start with some green yellow and blue happily making toys for you okay i got that one pretty good yeah you did good on that get, one somebody should program this into a karaoke machine <laughs> Karaoke night here at Santa by the Minute. The words seem like they're very hard to sing. Like, it doesn't, like, flow very well together. It's a, it's a little clunky. Yeah. Making yeah. toys, tons of toys for... Well, I don't know. I forget how the word... <laughs> Making toys, tons of toys for a zillion girls and boys. All the toys every girl and boy enjoys. Mm-hmm. From animals and sailing boats to dolls with shiny shoes and co I see I'm losing it mm -hmm. I'm trying to get <laughs> yeah yeah you kind of get out of it after a while interesting and it goes on quite a bit like that I won't sing the whole song because thank you <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the puffy of this podcast it's <laughs> no respect are you calling me Pat <laughs> So anyway, back to the minute. Yeah. <laughs> ben might cut all that out and just put in like a little snippet from the CD <laughs> to save you from listening to me sing. Or... <laughs> or both. So anyway, we're back to the minute. The elves are happily working, doing their woodworking. Yes. They're really into it. Yep. Some are woodworking, some are painting, some are sewing, some are making yarn out of wool. I get, I don't really know exactly what oh, they're you, doing. You, you, you've got a little ahead of me. Oh, sorry. So they, yeah, they're sawing the log, they're pounding with their hammer. Claus is looking over everything. He has an apron on. He's like checking out you guess he's like the quality control guy so so looking at claus's outfit this part of the movie should be taking place kind of closer to 
when they first move in. When Claus and Anya first start moving in. You can tell by the clothes they're wearing. They're the kind of like the original clothes they came in. Came in. They're the brown and the white oh, snow yeah, good colors. Point. So this part should be taking place closer to when they first arrived. And I have here... Claus found himself gradually learning more inexplicable activities introduced by an insistent dually. He accepted the mysterious goings-on good-naturedly, telling himself, as Anya had done, that at least the elves seemed to know what he was doing and that surely someday he would know too. <laughs> so that's kind of like what's going through his head as he's learning how the elves are making their toys. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. He's still, like, putting the pieces yeah. together because the owls can't just straight out tell him anything. Yeah, what fun is that? <laughs> they have to keep him in suspense for... A whole year. Yeah, I was going to say, for what has to be an entire year. Yes, a whole entire year. A whole year. And they're like, oh! Because the time... Because time does move in this little montage that we're going to watch. Yeah. But it's done so subtly that you think they're preparing for the big night because little bits and pieces from obviously... Different yeah. parts that they filmed were all like cobbled in here. Mm -hmm. And I also want to, before we get too far from the na 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 yeah. na na, like all of this woodworking had to be all choreographed to a certain beat. Mm -hmm. And that beat was done, was like established before Henry Mancini wrote that song that we're hearing. And you can actually get a little taste of that generic music with that little, you know, so they hit those beats with the hammers and paintbrushes and stuff on the making of tv special mm -hmm. it just sounds like generic like carnival music that you'd hear uh, today we will see the workshop <laughs> and uh, we will listen to jano yell and scream a lot more same thing same cues but a lot of energy please here we go mel and in tempo way back This is the Elf Compound, a happy musical wonderland where the elves never grow tired of making their precious Hey guys, we have to stop the presses. We have made a discovery as Ben was editing together this week's episode. Ben, how about you go ahead and tell everyone what you found? Okay, so I was watching the making of Santa Claus the movie to get some clips for the podcast, and I noticed... When the elves were waking up and getting out of bed, they were actually going to the end of their beds to get clothes on, and you could also see another elf name. So we have another elf name. Okay, what was the other elf name? Jammy. As in pajamas. Jammy. <laughs> and we could also see a couple other things that they had cut out of the movie, such as the green, we were talking about the red and the green fireman's poles that they installed. The green one looks like it's actually supposed to be coming from a floor above the red one that you can see in the movie. So there's two tiers at least of elves. And. And you also saw them filming the part where the elves from the previous shift are coming in fully dressed to get into bed. Man, we're going to have to go through the making of special again, I guess. I know. We're going to have to watch this every week along with our minute. I bet you can embed this onto our website so people can watch along with us. I will. So then we get a shot of all these elves painting, and 
they're not painting with paintbrushes. They're painting with, like, their braided old man beards. Yes. Dunking the tip of the end of their beard into paint Mm -hmm. to paint these little horses and stuff. This doesn't seem like a very sanitary way to paint toys. They're all doing it. They're all painting with their beards. I thought maybe this this old timer here was painting with a brush, but no, he he's painting with the end of his beard too. Patch hasn't invented the paintbrush yet. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> so I do think painting with one's beard is definitely the more whimsical way to go, but I'm just questioning the I wonder how many layers of paint you have to apply when you're painting with your beard with your facial hair. I can't find it in the book, but I do know I read it somewhere in here that um the elves that are painting with their beards they take extra care of their beards for like perfectly trimming and um like grooming their beards in order to paint with them you know how like the worst thing ever is painting with a paintbrush and having the bristle fall out you know what i mean so it's the same thing with your beard hair so they have to make sure that the beard is all trimmed to the perfect um shape for what they're painting it's what it said in the book i just wish i could find it to read it but i can't so, so we were just ta- gonna have to believe me. we were talking about elf beards earlier mm-hmm. so do you think some of them want to like the shorter beards are like growing their beards out to be amongst the toy painters yeah maybe i mean i kind of thought it was a seniority thing but maybe it's a uh, a job thing you know so next up we see an elf like spooling yarn or thread or something yep and he has attached to his arm one of those little pin cushions that look like a tomato i i when do you think those came about how old do you think those are i guess they're super old but that looks pretty modern to me (laughs) it it just feels like something every every grandma had yes i don't know maybe patch invented those patch invented the tomato shaped cushion maybe i don't know but yeah, this you we have moved into like the sewing department of the elf workshop. There's multiple spinning wheels. They are going at full force. And now we see an elf with a mannequin with a beard and a hat mm-hmm. and a familiar looking suit. But it doesn't look exactly like the suit that who will soon become Santa Claus would wear. Yeah, this suit is green. And this tailor is Gooba. And he has a wonderfully styled blue ribbon in his beard. I would like I would like to disagree with you. <laughs> the internet movie database, and I assume the actual movie itself, we haven't got to the end credits yet. True. Credit Melvin Hayes as playing Goober. G-O-O-B-E-R, just like the Goober. Mm-hmm. whose bed name we saw last mm-hmm. minute. Mm-hmm. Now, the last minute, was that bed name changed to Goober or from Goober? It was changed to Goober. Oh, uh, well, then that doesn't help us at all. <laughs> <laughs> In the book, it is Gooba. Now, if if you are a New England person, such as we are, Goober and Gooba would sound exactly the same, and they would both be Gooba. So, (laughs) no matter how we say it, it's the same name. To add even more confusion, the IMDB also has an elf named, who I don't think we've come across yet, 
credited as Goobler. G-O-O-B-L-E-R. Yeah, I don't know if I see that name, but... So let's let's put the pause button on the green suit for a second. Talk yes. about Melvin Hayes. He needs yes. his due here. Playing yes. Goober Gooba. or Gooba. 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 <laughs> I just feel like I'm talking in the regular main accent. Gooba. <laughs> he is a, another character actor with a resume a mile long. He's also done a bunch of voice work. Born... In 1935, he is known for his work on 1974's It, it Ain't Half Hot, Mum. Uh, 1957's The Curse of Frankenstein. 1970's Here Come the Double Deckers. I haven't heard of any of these. Santa Claus movie didn't get onto his best known work, but of course, 1970s Here Come the Double Deckers <laughs> made it. But we, I, I'm not gonna, ma- I'm not gonna make fun because we don't know how big of a movie that yeah, is. Yeah, in the UK, that could be a huge movie. Yeah, we don't know. Um, and to be the... fair, he's only in this particular movie for like three seconds. So, but let's see here. He's he did do some voices on some 80s and 90s cartoons, and he was the skeleton on Super Ted. And the further adventures of Super Ted, that was a, I remember, I actually have vague memories of this one. It was like a little superhero teddy bear. I don't know why he hung out with a skeleton, but he did. Little Dracula, the 1991 cartoon, he played Deadwood. Let's see, what else? He also did the voice of Frizz on the Dreamstone. I don't know, I've never heard of this one. Some of these are probably UK cartoons that didn't come, didn't... Didn't, didn't cross over here into the U.S. And he's just credited as a voice on 26 episodes of Budgie, The Little Helicopter, from 1995 to 1996. I don't know if he was the voice of Budgie himself. I kind of doubt it. Maybe he was like Budgie's dad. Maybe. So, and, and as far as I can see, his most recent acting credits, 2018. So as far as I can see, he is still with us at the time of this recording. So maybe you could ask him, did he play Goober? <laughs> Or Gooba. He doesn't even remember being in this movie. <laughs> it's not even amongst his most well-known. So. No. I like how nice he is to Claus by saying it's an extra large. Well, Claus isn't even in the room here. It is Dooley, Anya, Patch, and Puffy. Yep. Claus, we are, we're assuming, is out on the floor overseeing the woodworking. Yes. Actually, um, according to the book, according to the book... Claus is learning how to fly during this part. Anya is working on um, his suit. And Claus is learning how to fly. Oh, man. So we missed out on some Claus learning how to fly. Yeah. Because the way it plays out in the movie, I just assume that he took to it like a duck to water on no. that first faithful christmas eve no and then you saw the sleigh it's like oh this is what patch was talking about last december (laughs) no nope he is currently learning how to fly a sleigh when anya is working with goober gooba goobs on the suit is there any shenanigans does he like whoa okay well (laughs) well they don't actually fly on the reindeer they practice using um in disbelief staring at this bizarre scene in Dooley's private study set up for claus to study was a chart of the reindeer 
he had been introduced to in the stable, their places in harnesses, and their names and distinguishing features. But small green rocking horses took the place of reindeer before the rigged sleigh. And a backdrop of a starry night sky was substituted for the real world alongside it. It struck him as especially strange that there was no ground visible in the painting. Only a mock-up, Dooley said, to simulate flight. Flight? A flying sleigh? Dooley nodded. Drawn by eight reindeer. Obviously, we can't train you in the air on the real thing. Claus was like, eight? Claus doesn't really... He can't... He just he didn't make the connection. <laughs> Claus is is pretty dense in this in the yes, book. Like, Patch literally introduced him to eight reindeer I know. in the reindeer stable. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And then in the hours followed, he discovered to his dismay how very little he knew about driving a sleigh, at least flying a sleigh drawn by eight reindeer. Driving in three dimensions, or even pretending to, was a subtle art and a dizzying challenge. I wouldn't be surprised if the scene was filmed and then they were like, "Okay, let's, let's, mm-hmm. he just needs to become Santa. Come on, we're still like we're still like nine minutes out before he actually becomes Santa." Yeah. Then there's some stuff of Dooley like, "Don't pull too hard, or they'll bank too sharply." Don't do this. Just a tug. Now this. Now that. So it's kind of. Doing so there weren't any even shenanigans like Ernest saves Christmas. You know when Ernest has to slay Again, no. and he's trying to get him to stop and then like his cheeks nope. are like. No, <laughs> nothing like that. It seems <laughs> like Claus doesn't even interact with the reindeer at all when he's learning how to fly his sleigh. <laughs> so anyway, let's back up to a scene that's actually in the movie. Yes. So let's go back to Goober. Gooba. I have evidence <laughs> the name Goober is on the bed. I know I know IMDB is debatable, but that name was carved in wood on that bed. But Yeah, but we also have Queet and Wheat. <laughs> so you can't go by that. I'm gonna I think this guy I'm gonna go back to minute twenty. I think he's among the elves, either he's well, getting then out of he, bed. Then he can't be Goober because we're changing to Goober in the bed. So go right ahead, because I think you'll be proving me right oh, that he's geez, Goober. Uh... So anyway. Yes. So Goober says, you know, he's kind of flustered. Yeah. He's kind of flustered. He's like, I haven't made a suit this big mm-hmm. for this big fatty. Yep. Basically. <laughs> it was quite shocking when he said that. No, actually, he, what he said was. Maybe it's the massive bulk of it. I never did an extra large before. This isn't the last time... The topic of Santa's weight comes no, up. No, no. It's just the first. At the expense of his weight. And, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's part of Santa. He I has know. to be big. That's just what it is, you know. But Anya just not sold on that green color. Right. No, the size is fine. Please don't think I'm criticizing. But green's just not his color. What about, um, brown? Red. Yes. Red, perfect. And Anya goes right along with it. Mm-hmm. Loves the suggestion of the color red. Yep. And then she turns her head to Patch, like to say, "Ah, oh, great. That's a great idea. Perfect." Yep. 
And then it cuts off. It does. I think there's a little bit more next minute, yeah. minute 22. A little bit. Where Patch kind of like gloats to Puffy. Yeah, and Puffy's hatred towards Patch comes out again. Yep, his burning hatred <laughs> of Patch <laughs> that we're going to see unfolding very subtly minute by minute. So, of course, boring old Puffy would mm-hmm. suggest brown. Right. Like, oh, yeah, Santa's going to look like a big turd on Christmas. <laughs> what are you thinking, Puffy? Well, That's okay. I mean, to be fair to Puffy, Anya and Claus are still just wearing brown colors. That's true, yeah. He hasn't seen them in color. You know? It hasn't happened yet. Good point. But I think it's still saying, like, oh, there's boring old yeah. Puffy. Well, yeah, yeah. Bland. <laughs> And boring and sticking to the old ways. Like Patch was like, how about red? Yeah. How about neon? Yeah. Orange? Let's, let's make it bright. <laughs> I think it should be yellow. Then we'll see him in the sky. Why didn't he come up with yellow? Yellow would have been super funny. Anyway. <laughs> yellow with green polka dots. Because it has to be, of course it has to be Patch's idea. Of course. Because it's Patch. The favorite. Everybody loves Patch. Everybody loves Patch. He's the favorite that, elf. That's what's going to go in Puffy's head next Right. Week. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are. We are. We're moving way ahead of where we need to be. So anyway, our minute is over. Minute yeah. 21 is over. It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add uh, this week? I think we've covered everything. No, I think I think that's it. Yeah. I think I've covered everything that's in the book for the most part. I can't I, read the whole book to you. That wouldn't be right. I, and, I, and I'm learning. I'm learning quite a bit of what we didn't see in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Ben, mm. I have to ask you, what is season's greetings? You'll see. <laughs> so that's going to wrap up another episode. You can be sure to email us if you have any feedback whatsoever. We'd love to hear from you. It is Santa by the minute at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Santa Minute. And come back each and every week as we post a new episode. And you can listen to every episode for free! <laughs>